This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to Jason Powell's Pro Wrestling Boom Podcast, a production of ProWrestling.net. Get ready for the latest news, analysis, and interviews featuring big names from the world of pro wrestling. Here comes the boom! of the Minnesota Vikings. Check out his funky, fresh sports radio talk show from 9 to noon central weekdays at KFAN.com. My guest today is a member of the Dynasty faction in Major League Wrestling. He is a former MLW Tag Team Champion with MJF, and now the group must live on without MJF, whose MLW deal has expired. That puts my guest Richard Holiday in position to play an even bigger role, so I'm excited to talk to him about taking on that challenge and much more. NXT TakeOver Portland is in the books, and I thought it was one hell of a show. Not a bad match on Sunday night, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how they intend to top this during WrestleMania weekend. The next chapter starts tonight on USA Network, and you can join John Moore for his weekly NXT live review at ProWrestling.net. Meanwhile, AEW is running Atlanta for the first time with a show that will feature Cody against Wardlow in the first-ever AEW Steel Cage match. Jake Barnett handles our live reviews of AEW Dynamite each week, so be sure to join him for his live review. The fun thing about our Wednesday night coverage, it's all the various ways you can enjoy it. You can watch one while reading that live review. You can watch one of the shows while using our reviews to keep up with the other. You can bounce back and forth. Whatever approach you take is fine with us, and we have a no-spoiler-about-the-other-show policy. So maybe you're watching AEW Live with the intention of watching the NXT show right afterward on the DVR. Well, you can safely check out John's AEW review, and it's not going to have any NXT spoilers, or vice versa. .NET members heard an audio review that John Moore and I hosted right after NXT TakeOver Portland on Sunday night. The members also have exclusive access to my audio reviews of Raw, Impact Wrestling, and the Ring of Honor Wrestling Television show already this week. They've heard John Moore's review of MLW Fusion. They'll hear my audio review of AEW Dynamite coming up later tonight and John's review of NXT's television show on Thursday morning. So before we get to Richard Holiday, here's everything you need to know about becoming a member of ProWrestling.net. If you enjoy the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast and Pro Wrestling audio content, then I know you're going to love becoming a member of the ad-free version of ProWrestling.net. The members hear the weekly flagship .NET Weekly Audio Show with Jake Barnett and I discussing all the news of the week and sometimes including some first-run news items that have not been reported elsewhere. 
Members also have access to a decade of audio content with interviews and exclusive audio reviews of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, and the list goes on. They also hear our audio reviews of all the major WWE, Ring of Honor, and Impact Wrestling pay-per-views and NXT TakeOver specials. Plus, we're adding more New Japan Pro Wrestling audio content for their major shows. Help support ProWrestling.net and the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast by signing up today at PWMembership.net. I'm back on the boom, and my guest today is a member of the Dynasty faction in Major League Wrestling. You can check out the fun Dynasty-produced edition of MLW Fusion on the MLW YouTube page right now, and check for new episodes every Saturday night. Richard Holiday, it's a pleasure to make your wings. It's a pleasure to be on the show, Jason. Well, let's start at the beginning with you. When and where did you grow up, and when did pro wrestling start factoring into your life? So I grew up in the New Haven area of Connecticut, uh, eventually moved over in, into Westport. Um, but wrestling has always been a part of my life. My earliest memories would be heading to the New Haven Coliseum, uh, which which is now uh, non-existent. It was torn down uh, in, in the new millennium, the, the early 2000s, it was taken down. But, you know, in the late 90s, I, I would go and, and see WWF, WWE with my father. And my brother, and we'd go to the New Haven Coliseum. And those are my earliest memories. And ever since then, there's always been a huge part of my life. And who were your guys growing up? Uh, growing up, you, you might be a bit surprised as to who my favorites were personally. Um, and it was always Kane and The Undertaker. Okay. As to, as to who my personal favorites were when I was a child. So I was always enamored by them. They were larger than life. And that was what I was drawn to. And so when did you, just as a wrestling fan, when did you kind of start to figure out, hey, there's more than WWE out here? Um, realistically, not not much until I started training, to be perfectly honest with you. Um, I wouldn't consider myself to be narrow-minded when it comes to professional wrestling, but, you know, at the time I liked what I liked, uh, and, and that was it for me. When I started training, that really started opening my eyes to all the different avenues and mediums that there are within the realm of professional wrestling. So really, it's been the last five years or so is when I started to really understand how much more there is out there. Oh, wow. So were you were you a guy who always wanted to be a pro wrestler, or when did that bug bite you? Yeah, I, I think with anybody um, who's doing this currently, you know, the, the earliest memories sparked that interest. To, to do this and, and to make this a career. And I do believe that there was a point in my life where I stopped wanting to do this. And, and this wasn't something that I viewed as a goal or, or any type of aspiration. Probably in my late teens or early 20s, you know, when I was playing college football and I was more focused on that and I was earning my degree, this was kind of something that uh, wasn't even relevant to me, uh, believe it or not. Uh, there was a point in, in, in my life where I didn't even watch you know, anything to do with professional wrestling. When I was 22, I was I was playing college football, and then I I got pretty heavy. I, I was around 275 pounds, actually, and I just said, this isn't for me. This isn't what I want to do. I've always wanted to be a pro wrestler, and I'm going to make it happen. Where did you play college ball? I played at the University of New Haven. And, I mean, was that a career aspiration for you at any time? No. No, absolutely not. I, I I wanted to play. I loved the game. But 
at six two two seventy five as an offensive lineman, the you know the NFL was not something that was feasible. Hey, there's always or the XFL. There's always the XFL. You know, <laughs> if that was around, that maybe uh, maybe that would have been something that I would have considered. But no, football was was always something that just kind of kept me in check. Uh, it was always just part of my life, and I, I it was very easy for me to walk away from the game. There was there was no, you know, second thoughts about it. Any lingering injuries from playing? Uh, no, uh, thankfully. I did have my fair share. I did fracture my hip at one point. Very minor. It was a very, very minor fracture. Um, my senior year of high school didn't even affect my college ball whatsoever. So, so no, I, I came away relatively skate-free. Well, tell me about just the pursuit of a trainer. How did you land on Paul Rome? I mean, this, he's quite the character. And, and just what is he like as a trainer? Well, to tell you how I landed on him is actually quite interesting. So when I was researching, you know, how do I get into this business? How do I go about this? Obviously, you have to find a school and go to and go to school just like any profession. If you want to be a doctor, uh, you have to go to medical school. If you want to be a lawyer, you have to go to law school. So uh, to be a professional wrestler, you have to go and, and, and go to wrestling school, for lack of a better term. And being from Connecticut, there really wasn't any schools that um, had any credibility to that. So I'm looking at New York and I'm looking at Massachusetts and I'm thinking to myself, wow, am I really going to commute all this way, you know, minimum of two hours just to get to school? You know, I might not even like this, you know, if I decide if I, if I get in the ring for a little bit, I might, this might not even be for me. And then lo and behold, Paul Roma ended up opening up a school with, uh, with two gentlemen by the names of Mario Mancini, who you might be familiar with. Yeah. Mario Mancini, and then Big Steve Tracy. Um, Big Steve Tracy um, was friends with Roma and Mario. He was in WWF uh, very briefly, uh, but was there nonetheless. And they opened up a school in my hometown in, in, in East Haven, Connecticut. And right then and there, I was like, well, here's a school. I'm locked in. Uh, I kind of have to do it now. So I ended up joining that school. I was his first student. And was it a good experience? Fantastic. Good. Paul is Paul is a really interesting cat. And, you know, people are, are very aware of, like, his shoot interviews, and they see, you know, the way that he's very outspoken, you know, and his verbiage is a bit controversial at times. But he's the man. He, he is so cool. He knows pro wrestling inside and out, just has a great mind for it really an exceptional in-ring talent. His psychology is, is through the roof. I could not recommend getting trained by him enough, and I credit a lot of my success to training with him. And he's just such an incredible guy. You know, the stories that he has, and just great to be around, just a great learning treatise to sit under. Hey gang, it takes a lot of time and effort to produce a show like this, and one way you can support ProWrestling.net is by becoming a member at PWMembership.net. However, there's also an easy and free way to do so. Think of us when you shop at Amazon by simply starting your Amazon shopping at ProWrestling.net slash Amazon. You're not charged any extra, but we receive a small and very helpful commission on what you purchase. A big thanks to everyone who has helped out so far. Remember, that's ProWrestling.net slash Amazon. Amazon. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so you said you really didn't, you weren't very aware of the independent scene before you started training. So what's it like when you finish... You're officially a trained wrestler, but how hard was it to find consistent bookings? It was very hard for me in the beginning because my attitude was, well, I don't want to do this. I don't, <laughs> I don't want to go independent for wrestling. It doesn't sound fun to me at all. I want to go straight to you know the big time. That, that's what I want to do. And I think my attitude when I first started was not the best. So... It was definitely a learning curve for me to understand, okay, well, there's an entire independent scene that you kind of have to build your name on. You kind of have to go out there and, and do the drives and, and make these towns and, and get your name out there and spread awareness and market yourself. And that was something that I had to get adjusted to very early on in my career. And then eventually once I learned and got smartened up into how to actually do this, then it started getting a little bit easier for me. But in the beginning, it was a, it was a bit of a challenge. I really enjoyed your mic work. Is that something you worked on a lot in the school, or is that something you developed outside school? I think that's something that I developed outside of school. I think that was just a quality that I knew would help me in pro wrestling. I've just always felt comfortable public speaking. I've always felt comfortable you know, just delivering a message. I've always felt comfortable with voice inflection. I've always felt comfortable with dialogue and, and articulating. It's just, it just something that's always come second nature to me. So, and that's my favorite part of pro wrestling. It's not what happens in between the ropes. That's secondary, in my opinion. What's really drawn me to pro wrestling is the way that you can become a, a larger-than-life individual simply by talking. And that's what's always been uh, enamoring to me. How much of an opportunity prior to MLW did you have to really work on those skills? You know, a lot of, a lot of the independent promotions, because of the way that they structure their shows and because of the way that, you know, they have X amount of matches and they got to make certain people happy or whatever the case may be, not, not a lot of people are willing to give you mic time especially prior to MLW when my name wasn't as out there as it is now. So people knew that I can talk, but not a lot of people were willing to, you know, give me, you know, five minutes on the mic or whatever. So I started doing my own talk show at uh, PAPW, which was, um, which is Paul Roma's promotion. And I still occasionally work for when I have time, but I started doing something called the holiday Inn, and, 
it was there were you know 10 15 minute segments of me just talking just going out there and just saying whatever the hell i wanted and i don't know maybe that's what helped spark you know people's interest and let me talk or i would just do promos on my phone and just send them out and just put them up for people then people started noticing on twitter or facebook oh wow these you know holidays promos are good you know he 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 does a good promo and you know they compare me to this and that but i've always felt like i've had my own kind of distinct promo my own distinct way of delivering a message and it's just like anything else you just have to get it out there and market it now, I think my first exposure to you was through MLW, and if memory serves, it was kind of a modest start. You didn't come in as a member of Dynasty. Did you go in with a contract, or were you on a per appearance? So my first appearance with MLW was at the Battle Riot event in New York in July of 2018. And they brought me in, I, I believe, probably just to be in the Battle Riot. And... They probably, they more than likely did a little bit of research on me, took a, took a look at me and said, hey, we'll kind of want to give you an opportunity here. And I had a match against Freddie A. High uh, the, in a singles contest in New York. From there, they brought me back to face uh, Joey Ryan again in New York. And then two weeks later, that's when they offered me a contract and I happily signed with MLW and the rest is history. And the Dynasty faction was eventually formed. Who came up with that concept? <laughs> I believe it was Cork. I think that was his vision from the start. And it started out and, you know, we didn't know how this was going to go. You know, this, this is three guys who are three type A personalities, three alpha male approaches. And, you know, consumers might not have looked at it that way from the start with me because maybe I was a little bit more unknown. Well, I know I was in, in terms of, you know, where Max was at at the time. And, you know, Hammer had had made quite a name for himself over there on the West Coast. But the dynamic of it was a bit confusing at the start because we, we just didn't know if we were, if we were going to be oil and water or if we were going to be, you know, something great. And it, right after the first couple of promos that we did, we knew that this was going to be something special. And this was – we were going to be able to run with this and just – the layers that we've added to this and where the dynasty is now is probably not even where court envisioned it would go, but it's, it's, it's certainly something now. Definitely. And, and MJF is just such a force on the mic. Was there any concern on your part that it was going to be a struggle just to get mic time when you were you know paired with him at Hammerstone? Yes. Yeah, I, th- I think so. And originally, if you, if you go to the very, very, very first, dynasty promos i wasn't speaking a lot there really wasn't a lot of a lot of dialogue from me but i i don't remember what the circumstance was but there there were moments where well they needed me to to start talking a little bit more and then once i did they were like well wow you know i maybe i didn't know that you can talk like that maybe we weren't aware of the skills that you possess so I was a little nervous at first, but I wasn't, I was never in doubt of my skill set. I was never in doubt of what I can do. I was just like, Oh, well, eventually I'm going to have to just take it, you know, take the opportunity if it wasn't given. Thankfully it was given. So there, there was doubt in the beginning, but never, never doubt in terms of uh, the actual skill set. 
Correct me if I'm wrong. Wasn't there? Did you send in some solo promos from like a hotel scene or something like that at one point? Did we do what? I'm sorry. Did you do like a solo promo from I want to say Vegas or maybe I'm thinking of someone else? Oh, that was me. I was in Vegas. Correct. Did, did that help crack the ice at all? Just that's the first. I mean, I have a terrible memory, but that's the first time I remember you kind of doing getting a lot of my time. That was one of the. That was one of the first. I mean, that that was. Well, no, because I believe at that point we had we had me and Max had already won the MLW Tag Team Championships. But when the, I first started really grabbing people's attention on the microphone, um, right around like when we did the WrestleMania weekend shows, that's that's when it really started to to take off. So April. And then the Vegas promo July. Gotcha. Okay. So you have the lifestyles of the rich and dynastic and, and those videos are just a blast, but it, it looks like my guess is it's like a rough outline and then some riffing that goes into it. Is that the approach with those videos? Is it as loose as it comes off? Or are you guys just doing a great job with the script? It is as loose as loose can be. Sometimes we just say, just put the camera on us. Let's just see what happens. Really? Yeah. It's, it's just, our chemistry is just unmatched. It's unparalleled. Uh, it's so easy for us to be in a room and have a camera on us. We can just <laughs> we just come up with the craziest things, to be honest with you, and we, and we just do them. Are there times when you're left kind of feeling disappointed by what doesn't make the final cut then? <laughs> we always find a way to make sure it gets into the final cut. <laughs> if, if, there's, if there's something that we're pretty adamant on, then more or less it, it, it gets in there. Now, MJF's deal expired with MLW after, I believe, was the Dallas event. And, you know, I mentioned the Dynasty produced edition of Fusion at the top. Was that essentially like a love letter, a farewell to the original version of Dynasty with an eye, you know, kind of on the future with Gino Medina now being part of the group? You know, I'm not sure if it was necessarily a farewell. Um, I do know that Gino Medina is, is someone that we're really excited to have in the dynasty just because I think of the outreach that he's going to have for different demographics. I think it was super important to showcase him and to make sure that people understood and consumers knew just how talented Gino is and, and and just what he does bring to the table. So I know, well, I don't believe that it was a farewell. I I do believe it was more heavily based on making a good introduction for Gino and, and making sure that he felt welcome to the dynasty. ProWrestling.net is the place to go for news and analysis, live television and major event reviews, opinion pieces, and so much more. If you want to keep up on the very latest in professional wrestling, then search no further than ProWrestling.net. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is it, you know, beyond just the, the Hispanic demographic, what is it Gino really brings to the table for you guys? Well, he has all the dynastic qualities that we look for when we're trying to um, bring somebody new into the dynasty anytime we're in a recruitment period. 
So, you know, Gino is 24 years old. He is well-trained. He is super good looking. He is incredible in the ring. He just has everything that we could possibly want. I think the Latino, um, you know, factor is huge. I, I think that's huge. I think that was something that was that was missing for the dynasty, a little um, ethnic bath, background in there. So having that does help. Is it the end-all, be-all of why Gino is in the dynasty? Absolutely not. But it, like I said, it does help. And, and me, Hammer, Max, we're all super happy to have him within the dynasty. It's a very dynastic choice. <laughs> now you said Court came up with that original idea for Dynasty. It was was Gino brought to you guys, or did you guys push for Gino? It was a, it was a it was a group type of thing. I mean, it was it was very collaborative, and you know, Gino was he stuck out to us. It, it was easy. It was a very easy transition to have Gino in. We didn't even blink blink an eye about it. Do you feel pressure to take on an even bigger role within Dynasty just to, to help fill that void with Max presumably being out of the picture? Absolutely not. No. Like I said, we're all three type A alpha male personalities. I've always felt like I like I was the leader of the Dynasty, just like Hammer always feels like he's the leader of the Dynasty. Max felt like he was the leader of the Dynasty. But I think now, more, now I think more than ever, there is that opportunity to to solidify that. And I, I look at that as a challenge and it's a challenge that I am taking head on and I will not fail at it. It, it, It's just not an option for me. So being the leader of the dynasty on paper or in the eyes of the consumers, it, it doesn't matter. It's, it's all about continuing to make the dynasty the most talked about thing on MLW. And if I'm going to be at the forefront of that, then so be it. Now, you said you grew up in, you know, watching in the late '90s, and so you missed the Von Erich hysteria. Is there? Is, do you have you gone back and watched enough to really appreciate what it means to work with the Von Erichs, especially when you guys are in Dallas? No. So it's just another no. match to you. It's just another match to me, honestly. Um, you know, it's. It, it, I, I guess. Um, you know, I don't really consider myself to be a wrestling historian. That, that's not um am i a student of the game absolutely yeah but you know do i you know does it mean a lot to me to wrestle the von Erichs in dallas uh, no it doesn't um because the way i look at it is the von Erichs are wrestling the dynasty in texas there you go that's how i, that's how I look at it i've avoided spoilers for the shows that are just about to start airing i think it was from new york you and Max did a lot of tag team work. Are you going to be doing more singles work going forward? I think so. Uh, I, I think the tag team work was fun. I think me and Max have incredible chemistry, probably better chemistry than either of us thought that we would have together. And now I think it's time for me to set myself apart. Now now I believe is 2020 is the year where Richard Holiday as a singles competitor is – not, I don't want to use the word taken more seriously because I don't believe that I was ever not taken seriously, but more at the forefront, more solidified, for sure. And with MLW basically taping monthly, I know you said you work, you know, will occasionally work Paul Roma show. Are you getting a lot of ring time outside MLW on the indies these days? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, it, it's 
I have a relatively busy schedule. Um, I, I don't like to take too many bookings because MLW is my priority and I want to be 150% for MLW. So if that means, you know, cutting back on a few indie bookings, then so be it. You know, I, I, I'm not, you know, hurt, hurting for money in, in, in any sense of the word. Not that people who take a lot of bookings are. But what's important to me is putting the best product out there for MLW. So I want to have my I take very good care of my body uh, from a health and nutrition standpoint, from a recovery standpoint, uh, from a training standpoint. So if that means cutting back on some bookings, I'll do that happily. And with you presumably moving in more singles matches, who do you look at in the roster and say, I want to work with this guy? Uh, that, I mean, that's an interesting question. Um, and I feel bad when I give this answer, but I, I've never been one of those guys who looks at other people and says, I want to work with them. I've, I've just really never done that. I'm more about uh, moments. I want to have a singles main event for MLW. I want to wrestle singles matches for championships in MLW. Right now, Jacob Fatu is the MLW heavyweight champion. Therefore, I want to wrestle Jacob Fatu. It's not because I want to wrestle Jacob Fatu, though. It's because I want to wrestle for the MLW heavyweight championship. Does that make sense? It definitely does, yeah. Yeah, so that that's, that's how I've always looked at it, and I think that's the smartest way to look at it. Um, you know, more from a business perspective. Now, ever since you've been in MLW, you've worked as a heel. Eventually, there's going to come a time. Uh, have you spent a lot of time outside MLW working babyface? No, you know, I, I, I think the most important thing is to just be Richard Holiday. And if people, if consumers are going to gravitate towards Richard Holiday in a negative way, well, that's their prerogative. If they want to gravitate towards Richard Holiday in a positive way and embrace who I am and what I stand for and, and everything that I do, well, that's fantastic too. The consumers are consumers, right? So, you know, whether they've already paid their money, they're in the door. So if they want to boo, if they want to cheer, they can do whatever they want. As long as they realize that that's all they are is consumers, <laughs> then everybody's going to go home happy. I'm going to go home happy regardless. There you go. And, and I, I mean, the obvious question with Max moving on, I mean, he's been splitting time with AEW. Is there interest on your part in a, in a potential reunion somewhere down the road with the two of you in AEW? I don't know. I mean, foreshadowing is always fun. But right, I'm a very present moment kind of guy. And I think in the present moment, MLW is one of the hottest things in pro wrestling currently. I think more eyes need to be on it. And my job is to get more eyes on it. So, you know, simultaneously grow my brand and grow MLW's brand. I think we can both grow together and have a really beautiful relationship in that. So, like, uh, I love working with Max, and foreshadowing is super fun. Um, but I love working with Hammer, and I'm still with him in the Dynasty. I love working with Gino, with him in the Dynasty. And we're both in MLW together, all three of us. And it's been a wild ride. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get even wilder in 2020, I believe. How much time do you have left with MLW? Um, man, I don't even know. I do. I, definitely in the late part of 2021, for sure. Um, but I don't know, you know, who, who knows? Uh, it's right now I'm, I'm just having a blast. Yeah. You're not counting down the days basically. 
No, no, definitely not. Definitely not. And have you put some thought into, all right, someday, uh, maybe even Hammer having a match? Oof, man, I don't want to think about that. Um, Hammer's, Hammer's my best friend. So if me and Hammer wrestle, you know, uh, re- wrestling could be uh, between two friends. So who knows? Maybe me and Hammer do cross paths down the road. Um, hopefully, hopefully we don't, but you never know. Coming into MLW, you're the new guy, and it, as you said, you know, just uh, started off with, I think, a couple of appearances you said before actually signing a deal. Has has the dynamic for you changed backstage, where you come in as the rookie, and now you're a guy who's been there and done that? Are people starting to come to you for things that maybe they didn't early on? Are people looking up to you that are walking in that door brand new? Yeah, it's, I, I, I think that the, the perception of myself has for certainly uh, changed without a doubt um, just earning the respect of a lot of the veteran guys, you know, the, the low keys, the Davy boys, um, you know, the Tom Wallers, the guy that, that the guys that laid the foundation for MLW coming in and, and earning that respect within the locker room. Now I believe that they perceive myself as one of the guys who's laying the foundation for MLW, maybe a different layer, maybe a different exterior, but, certainly also laying the foundation and doing great things to the company and representing the company. Um, just, you know, I, I don't know when this interview is going to air, but um, just last night, which was February 18th, um, you know, I, I, I was part of the NYC ACC benefit show and MLW was a sponsor and they sent me as a representative in, in New York city. Um, I was on ABC Philadelphia promoting MLW Fightland prior to us you know, taking over the 2300 arena. So I think the company is, is trusting me more and more to, to represent them. And I think the locker room is, is feeling the same way and re- reciprocating that feeling. It's very cool that you're a company guy. Yeah, you do have more time left on your deal. But, you know, growing up to kind of bring this full circle in the Connecticut area, is WWE the long-term dream for you? Well, I think when I first started wrestling, of course, you know, WWE was the reason I started watching. I started watching WWE. Um, and that was always the, you know, when you enter wrestling school, it's, you know, what do I got to do to get the WWE? That's that's the way that you, that's at least the way that my thought process was when I first got in was, okay, what are the steps I need to take to get there? But now... Um, now that I'm older and I'm in the business now and, you know, I'm fully entrenched in it. Well, now you learn. Um, is it the only game in town? I'm not so sure about that. Can I make a living here? Yeah, I can. Can I make a living there? Yeah, I can. So the the mindset has changed. Um, so I'm not sure. Is is it the end-all, be-all? No, I don't I don't believe so. Is is it the is it a goal um, in the future? Yeah, I think I'd love I'd love to be there at some point, but um, I think at some point needs to be highlighted um, because I'm not in any rush to get there. Makes total sense. And before we wrap, I want to give you a chance to plug social media, merch, upcoming dates, anything you want to mention. Fire away. Perfect. Yeah, cons- uh, for any consumer out there that's not currently following me on social media platforms, I'm at most marketable on Twitter. I am at most marketable on Instagram. Do not send me a friend request on Facebook. I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> and other than that, you can find me on Pro Wrestling Tees. I'm officially on there. Um, just, just type in Richard Holiday in the search bar. Two L's in Holiday. 
And that would be it. That's all my plugs. Check out MLW Fusion on Saturday nights on BN Sports and on the MLW YouTube page. Check for my written reviews of Fusion first thing on Sunday morning at ProWrestling.net. A big thanks to Richard Holiday for joining me, and thank you so much for listening. Stop back and join me again right here next week on The Bone.